0: I can't always control my feelings, what I can control is my thoughts, so if I can change my thoughts, usually the feeling will follow. Usually I can act myself into feeling rather than feel my way into action, (laughs) if that makes sense.
1: Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. My guest today is a devoted husband and father of five children. He co-hosts the Idea Gym podcast, which helps people incorporate great ideas to work in their busy lives. When he's not busy with the day job, serving in his church, or working on podcasts, he enjoys sports, playing board games, being outside, and building things with his kids. They have even done 3D printing, woodworking, and other amazing things. He lives in Utah with his creative and busy family. I am pleased to present Sheldon Mills. Sheldon, are you ready to share your story of hope?
0: I am. Thank you for inviting me on.
1: Oh, this has been, this is going to be so fun. And I was blessed to be on the Idea Gym podcast a couple of weeks ago. And and now I said, hey, I need to interview you guys as well. So we're kind of doing the podcast swap thingy. But I'm really <laughs> excited to have Sheldon on with his, with his amazing story. But before we dive into the nitty gritty, let, let me ask you just a break the ice question. Sure. And that is, what is one of the funnest or most memorable things you've built with your kids because you say you have these projects
0: you do with your kids (laughs) yeah yeah oh goodness actually let me just give you a couple recently so for halloween making costumes my my son saw this image of a giant mac and cheese (laughs) and so we have a bunch of foam cores we made this you know five foot fork (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) (sighs) So we're always building stuff out of, I've got a bunch of foam core for my job, a bunch of stuff. So we're always building forts and huts. And And I guess we've actually done quite a few bigger projects. One of the ones we just did recently is a set of style bars in our playroom downstairs. So that's a lot Explain
1: of fun. to me what those are.
0: I don't know. Like a, like, like a Swedish style bar. So you see it a lot in like old school uh, gymnastics and stuff. It's just basically, it looks like almost like a, a wood ladder so you can stretch and things like that. I'm very inflexible and I want to become more flexible. It's (laughs) it's like one of my ways to try and like encourage myself to do more yoga.
1: (laughs) Oh, there you go. That is so fun that you're able to um, feed your kids creativity because kids need creative outlets nowadays that don't put them behind a screen, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. right. And we're lucky enough uh, when we moved into this house a few years ago, I remember posting a couple of pictures because I, I mounted a couple swivels and things to the ceiling and so a couple of ropes and swings. So there's pictures of my kids swinging around, like kicking the ceiling oh <laughs> and my. These swings and things like that. And I had a friend comment and be like, of course, if anyone had rope swings in their house, it'd be you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome now I, don't tell my kids because they probably would have wished for something like that when they were little because oh my goodness with my kids is adhd they were all over the place and giving them some place <laughs> to swing it out would be good although we did have a swing in my son nathan's room uh for a while because swinging is something kids with autism really enjoy okay yeah. And so we put a a swing we just hung it from one of the support beams yeah yeah in his room and it worked great and then he just started getting so big that we need to find a better solution because he's he's quite big now (laughs) (laughs) but I still want to put another swing up so that's on my to-do list in this house we we had a metal frame but he started bending it and we've got to figure out a better solution because he loves swinging
0: Yes. Well, there are ways to do it. You can tap into the, I think you could probably do it in your ceiling still. If you need help, I can show you some, (laughs) I can point you to some links.
1: That'd be good. Oh my goodness. So when you're not building (laughs) (laughs) fun and amazing things for your kids. No, I thought the best way to tackle you and your amazing story today was to say that today we're going to do a little myth busting Mm -hmm. because I think one of the most common things we do as people is we look at certain people, whether it be at church or at work or in the community, and they say that person and that family, they have it all together and everything is beautiful and perfect in their lives and there is nothing wrong there. And so I thought I would pick you to help me bust this myth.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I could definitely do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So because I think we do, I think we look at other people and think that exact theme. I I remember when my kids were little and we would try to sit quietly in church. We were never successful, by the way, Um, when my kids were little. Now we can, but back then, not even a chance. Um, And we would look at this one little family and they all just sat perfectly still. And I remember even having those same thoughts myself. I'm like, what? Am I doing wrong? <laughs> you know, uh, obviously, I, I I did not have it put together then, and nor do I now. So, what do you say when people say, "Oh, look at Sheldon and his family; they have it all put together perfectly"? <laughs>
0: right. You know, uh, when we first talked about this, and after listening, I listened to the your episode with Jennifer Finlayson, Fife, and a couple of others, and. I'm a big fan of hers, by the way. I think you knew that already, Ben Hardy. Anyway, uh and there's such amazing stories of overcoming hardship and hope. There's that first initial glance where I was like, I don't, I don't have anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Like your mm-hmm. story with your children. And, and sometimes you hear these things and you know, you almost stand in awe, at, like what people have done, and you think, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not that, but uh, as I was thinking about this I, from the outside, I think a lot of people look at me, my family and, and through comments, I, I've come to this realization and it and outward appearances, it feels like I've got it together, right? Mm-hmm. And, but when I get to talk to people and you really kind of open up and you realize like everybody has a story, like everybody's fighting a battle that you know nothing about, everybody. Mm. And I guess for me personally, even though on the outside, you know, it may look, it may, look it may look okay. <laughs> There's been times in my life, sometimes seriously, where I've struggled with depression and doubt and fear. And uh, frankly, most of my life, I've, I've felt pretty inadequate, right? And whether it's just weakness or mistakes or, you know, a.k.a. sin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I guess, you know, for those who feel broken or, or not enough, like those are my peeps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I think there's a message. It's like Satan, there's so much doubt and discouragement and distraction also, but the it makes everybody feel like they're just not enough.
1: Yeah. No, and and I think you're absolutely right that and it seems to be I don't know, increasing in intensity lately. Yeah. That that um well, I think I think Satan knows that the second coming is coming and that he's got to up his game. But that means that you know, we also need to up our game because we're trying to follow Jesus and but we're getting these attacks, you know, constantly, more frequently from places and things that probably didn't that that didn't exist 50, 100 years ago. You know, right. um, the depression alone is is rampant. It seems it, I know it touches my personal family, my extended family touches you. I'm sure your family. And so how do we fight this battle, Sheldon? How to? first of all, I think talking about it is is good. And it kind of yeah. brings it out in the open. It dispels that myth that, okay, Sheldon's perfect. Tamara's perfect. No, <laughs> we're not. Just saying. <laughs> uh-huh. But it, but I think talking about it really helps. What do you
0: think? Oh, hands down. I, I think it's funny in a digital age where in some ways we're more connected or at least better informed, right, about what's mm-hmm. going on, uh, somehow is also isolating. It It's amplifies the comparison aspect of I think is what is human nature in us to compare our blooper reel to everyone else's highlight reel right because that's Mm. what you're showing that's what you're seeing Mm -hmm. and I think being able to connect and be vulnerable and share is, is it we have a hard time opening up and asking for help and admitting that we're struggling in whatever area Right. Mm-hmm. And yet if someone ever does that to you, I mean, how often we're almost universally, we don't judge them, we don't think less of them. If anything, we think we're like proud of them and you know, look up to them that they've they've opened up about that. Right. So I'm trying to figure that out. Like, why does it seem to be so hard when when we're struggling to reach out to to connect, to ask for help, to find a community? Because I guarantee there is a community. Who have this similar challenges, similar struggles, and could could help you, could buoy you up, right? Why is it hard mm. to do that?
1: I think because we have to be raw and vulnerable, and and in our culture, that's it is the shine shine everything up, put it on Facebook or on social media, and and that is my life. When the reality <laughs> right. is, we probably should post those dirty sinks, dishes everywhere moments, or, you know, here I've been laying in my bed and it's two in the afternoon, you know, because I'm struggling with depression today. We should post those, (laughs) you know, because it makes us more real. And then somebody else who's struggling with that same thing goes, I'm not alone. Yeah. Hey, look, they struggle with that too. Yeah. You know? And so You're right. I think Satan attacks us in our minds a lot of the time to say, you are alone. Nobody else is struggling with that. See, look, poof on social media right there. When the truth is social media isn't 100% accurate. Oh,
0: shocker. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. We can can know that, right? Even focus the conscious to try and be aware of that. But too much time... I mean, the studies have just shown that that it increases feelings of isolation, depression, you know, just loneliness, and and so uh, it's funny in my in my job at work and with the the podcast. Like, I've done social media is something that I, I don't use a ton, but I I know a fair amount about, and yet I still find myself in those few times when it's like you know, on Instagram, or that's, that's what I'm on, I guess, the most, mm-hmm. and it's not a lot, but at the same time, you know, if you, if we're not conscious of what we're doing, so you just mindlessly go there and it's like, Oh, so-and-so's on vacation. Oh, so-and-so just did their PR on this marathon or just, I don't know. It's hard not to start, not to feel like we're just not enough because everybody else everybody there's, there's somebody everywhere that does everything better than you, (laughs) you know, not just something, or, you know, it's like, doesn't matter what you're great at. You will always find somebody that can do it better. Right. And it's, have you been able to, uh, listen to or or read Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan's new book gap in the Gain?
1: I have not read it yet. It's sitting on my nightstand though. So Ah. it's, it's, it's in the queue. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. It's in the queue. Yes. Well, I've read several of other ones. I know you have too. And I bring this up because I know you're a fan, right? But I feel this is very relevant to kind of what we're talking about because so many of us, it's like we don't celebrate the progress or the things that we've, we've gained and we've done. And we're forever focusing on the next thing on our to-do list or where we're falling short, right? We're focusing, as he says, on the gap instead of the gain.
1: Hmm. So would you mind taking me back to a point in your life where you feel like you were focusing more on the gap and how you were able to eventually come around to focusing more on the game?
0: Gosh, I feel it's like something I struggle with still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I found that I tend to, it's funny, you asked me at the very start, uh, some of these great things I've done with my kids And honestly, I had to like, think about that, right? Because it's something I've actually done a lot. And if I took the time to think about it, I could come up with a lot of things, but I tend to always be focused on what's next. And no matter how much I cross off my to-do list, I realize that I've never, like, I live in this perpetual state of dissatisfaction because I've never been able to actually cross everything off, right? Mm. And so I feel like this is something I'm trying to learn right now. You know, we all have different seasons and times. And honestly, this is something that's come very much to the forethought because I've been trying to find like, frankly, like, how can I find more happiness in life? How can I find more peace and joy? And I feel like this is one of the things God has said, hey, it's because you focus not on on your progress, but still where you you lack where you lack right and to you need to be aware i mean it's hard to grow in a vacuum you have to know <laughs> which again god helps us to do i believe like our shortcomings, comings are blind spots and there is a a discussion a talk that was given uh just a couple, about a month ago and it's worthiness it's called titled worthiness is not flawlessness i'll send you a link i'm sure she can and that's
1: a good title right there read say it again
0: uh, worthiness is not flawlessness. Ooh,
1: I like that. Yeah. Okay, tell me, tell me what you found so resonating about that talk.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, I want to read just one little section. Yeah, okay. please do. Dieter F. Uchdorf. he's one of the prominent leaders in our church. And he said, God does not need people who are flawless. He seeks those who will offer their heart and a willing mind, and he will make them perfect in Christ. So many have been hurt by broken and strained relationships that it is difficult for them to believe in God's compassion and long-suffering. They struggle to see God as He is, a loving Father who meets us in our need and knows how to give good things to them that ask. His grace is not just a prize for the worthy, it is the divine assistance He gives that helps us become worthy. It is not just a reward for the righteous, it is the endowment of strength He gives that helps us become righteous. We are not just walking toward God in Christ. We are walking with them. Wow.
1: <laughs> we could pull that quote apart the entire rest of the Yeah, podcast. exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell uh, me what, what nuggets from there really meant something to you.
0: Yeah, uh, there, there's a story and I won't spoil the story because it's a good one. But he talks about a young man uh, that in his struggle, you know, felt hopeless wanting to give up and felt like a hypocrite and through a couple, I think, divine, you know, conversations, you know, you're not a hypocrite for falling short. If you're trying, that doesn't make you a hypocrite. That makes you a disciple. Right. Mm. And there's something profound he said at the end, he's like, I spend a lot less time thinking about like where I fall short and thinking about Christ and how he makes up the difference. For those who always feel like they're never enough, Right. Satan wants us to focus on that. He wants to focus on where we're falling short and our imperfections and our and our sense, even, you know, and, and mm-hmm. Christ says, look to me in every thought, doubt not, fear not. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's some nugget secret that I'm still trying to like tease out and figure out how to really apply. There's, there's another quote that I love. It's like preoccupation with sin can like lead to more sin sometimes focusing too much on where we're falling short our weakness our gap leads to more of the gap right Mm. and that as we focus on christ and study him his gospel it will help us in it's kind of like it's just light that comes into our lives that Mm -hmm. pushes out the darkness
1: Mm. wow so let me ask you to take me back to a time in your life then when you felt very lacking. Yeah. And and how you were able to maybe lean on Jesus Christ to get you through that. Do okay. you mind sharing a story?
0: Sure. Uh, I don't want to give specifics, uh, but there was a time when I was struggling with a, a, a compulsive behavior, let's say, believe it at mm-hmm. that. And I felt very worthless right mm-hmm. um i'm sure you know stuff st- many people struggle with the different compulsive behaviors to varying degrees absolutely but i just felt completely worthless we sometimes especially when you feel like you should know better right mm-hmm. and like i i do believe in god i do believe in christ i do believe he can make me hope, right mm-hmm. <laughs> am, I, am i lacking in faith am i just that weak <laughs> do you mm-hmm. know what I mean I remember going out and uh after a particular you know bad weekend or a week or something and just pouring my heart out to God and saying like <laughs> why am I so weak <laughs> right? mm-hmm. I've prayed about this a thousand times mm-hmm. why and immediately I got nothing which is disheartening but it's funny how, you know, going back to prayer, like I I believe that God answers prayers, but it's not always in the, in the moment that I'm, (laughs) I feel like I need it, but it always comes when I really need it, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get any clear answer and I didn't get any, I kept going and I kept praying. And I feel like this has happened enough time, this pattern that, that God will always answer. He'll always give me another step of you know what to what to do next or mm. or wherever I'm at in my progress. Like this is the next thing you need to focus on, and always accompanied with that is the feeling of hope. Every time I felt the clouds and the storms and and the life like blocking the sun, you know, if want to use the metaphor here, uh, a little. Sh- burst of light has come through to give me hope to give me enough courage to keep going and without doubt something that day that week will give me another step to help me get better to help me make progress always I guess that's that was my if I could (laughs) there's one message I could give people I mean it is the crux of your podcast right hope Right, mm-hmm. and that is God is listening, and no matter how distant He seems, He's always there. He wants to answer our questions. He wants to to help us find answers. And it's not always easy. It's never easy. I'll say.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, is it? Because we get there's so much in our world that's distracting, yeah. and. And I guess so. My follow up question then would be because it seems like when you're pouring your heart out to God and when you're in these deep and dark moments, um, how do we search for and be able to hear those spiritual, I don't know, nudges or those little beams of light? How do we find those when we're feeling so down and dark? You mentioned prayer. And I think that is like amazing and so powerful. Uh, both being totally honest with him and and listening for answers. But um, what other what other things have you found that have helped you be be able to place yourself in a, a mood or a, a space that you f- can feel that next spiritual nudge or that burst of
0: hope? Well, yes, that's a good question. <laughs> when I am in my my depressive thinking, depression in particular, it can be as varied and different, unique as there are people, right? So I'm speaking yeah. particularly how, how I, I've experienced it, right? Right. And I think back to the fruits of the spirit, right? And far too often... I think in my immaturity with God, um, things that made me feel guilty and less than, I mistook that for feelings coming from God, right? Mm. But if you go to the scriptures and it talks about the fruits of the spirit lead to hope, happiness, encouragement, right? I found that if ever there is a a thought or a feeling that depresses me, that's coming from a bad spirit, that's that's not coming from God right Mm. and when something makes me feel less than that that doesn't give me hope then that's not coming from God and so if my thought patterns again speaking personally if my thought patterns are making me feel that way and I think most people have experienced some to extend it's like you, you run these conversations or these scenarios through your mind and you realize you've like relived the same bad experience like a dozen times. Right? Oh, it's usually a hundred <laughs> times, like, Sheldon. Let's you've, be honest. <laughs> you've, you've had this argument slash conversation, you know, with the, with somebody or with yourself or the scenario. And it's just like, I, I almost feel like you can't, our thoughts feel very personal to like who we are, but they're just thoughts, right? And then to a certain extent, I've realized that when I'm in this mood and when I'm in this pattern, I shouldn't be trusting my thoughts. Right? Mm. <laughs> and so one thing I find is I do a lot of stuff so I don't have to be alone in my own thoughts, right? And kind of to break that that loop, that that bad cycle, I listen to a lot of books on tape, a lot of discussions and talks from General Conference. Twice a year, there's a couple of of weekends where our prophet or leaders of the church share what they feel is, is needed, and and there's several hours worth of like a bunch of different talks on different t- subjects, and so listening to those, I find it usually takes three or four. It takes a while to finally break my cycle of thinking, but once I can get out of that, like I feel better. I feel different. All of a sudden, I'm feeling. I can't always control my feelings. What I can control is my thoughts. So if I can change my thoughts, usually the feeling will follow. Usually I can act myself into feeling rather than feel my way into action.
1: If that makes sense. Wow. That is deep. I almost need like a moment to digest that. So you think your way into feeling instead of feeling your way into acting. But that's true. Because yeah. our thoughts lead to actions.
0: Right. And
1: so if if we're const constantly dwelling on those negative thoughts, then our feelings are generally negative. And I, I had an interesting experience the other day. I was, uh, my husband was traveling and my kids were all off gallivanting around except for Nathan, our, our son with low-functioning autism. And I was just kind of in one of those. Having a pity party mood, you know, I yeah. just feel sad and discouraged. Could have been that time of the month. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I remember thinking in that moment, I'm like, I need to go do something. I need to go serve someone to break me out of this funk because you can't always control how you're feeling, but you can think through something and say, okay. If I do a small act of service, or if I put positive thoughts in my head, it will naturally change the way I feel inside. Mm. And so I did, I went and I'd made some banana bread that day. I cut some some pieces of it up and I took it to a friend of mine and we ended up sitting there chatting and laughing probably for an hour or more. And it was great. I left that and guess what? I felt better. Yeah. but it, it was the thought, okay, I have got to change something, and one of the things I've leaned on in the past is if I do a little act of service, I tend to feel better, and it worked, you know. And so yeah. I'm hearing this same thing from you, that changing your thought patterns, listening to audiobooks, listening to uh, amazing scriptures, motivational you know what I mean? yeah. talks, yeah, motivation. listening to scriptures. Um, motivational music, positive uplifting music. Just something to stop the negativity and move us into a more positive state of being because we all have down days. Yes. I mean, holy cow. So it's figuring out how to get out of that. Yeah. To stop that downward spiral. Oh,
0: you've just And not so beating hard. yourself up for for having those. You know what I mean? I think some of us, a lot of us feel Guilty, maybe that perfectionism. You know that we feel bad for not for for feeling bad, right? (laughs) You know, yeah. So then we feel guilt on top of
1: sadness and depression, and
0: yeah. I think it's a Jim Rohn quote. It's like when when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. All of a sudden, I can think some different about something. What's happening? becomes different. How I feel about it changes. Mm.
1: The change in perspective then. Yeah. Do you have a story that you where you changed your perspective on something and it helped? We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more lessons, tips, and things you can apply to your life. Stay tuned. Hey, my friends are you looking for a meaningful christmas gift this year if so you need look no further i have a fantastic sweet short story i am so excited to share with you my new booklet it's called a broken down holiday this is the story of a widowed young mother trying to travel home for the holidays soon after her husband dies and being stranded in the middle of nowhere and some of the hard things that she experiences and some of the miracles that you wouldn't think were miracles that she had happen, That it is based on a true story that happened to my mother-in-law. It's great for those friends that you're just like, what do I get them? Something simple that's under five bucks. It's a great stocking stuffer. So if you want to share this message of hope with your friends or family members, check it out, A Broken Down Holiday. On Anderson.com. Do you have a story that you where you changed your perspective on something and it helped?
0: I think this happens all the time to me. I, <laughs> uh, okay, like my uh, not not showing anything overly personal here, but I think this is common to every relationship. My spouse is wonderful, mm-hmm. but obviously we are two different people with two different. Uh, we have agency to act and choose different wants, desires. So, innately, there will be uh, conflict. Meaning, I say that in the terms of like it's we have differing viewpoints, differing opinions, differing wants. Not necessarily contention, right? I think that's mm-hmm. that's more of a choice. But there's there's going to rub up against things, right? Yes. And too often, I've had this this mental. You know, it's like you start talking in your mind. It's like, oh, this is how they think. This is how they feel. And then you get this almost like righteous, -righteous, self-righteous, self-righteous thought, the victim mentality or whatever you want to call it, right? And then all of a sudden, inevitably, my wife will do something very generous, very kind that just like blows that perception out of the water. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and I recognize, like, I'm very, I'm having uncharitable, uh, you know, the, the, the little bit of resentment I'm feeling is 100% in my mind, right? Which is both uh, amazing in some ways and disheartening in other word, other ways, because it's like I have to realize that the only thing that's a problem is how I'm looking at the situation.
1: I can I can totally see that and and I know that um we've taken a couple of my kids to counselors through the years and they often talk about um changing the way you look at things yeah. in your mind how sometimes we we look at something and it gets set in stone in our mind like this is how it played out that is how they felt we put feelings into other people that they probably don't have right but because we observe them we think oh they are totally mad at me they're never going to talk to me again they hate me you know we we awfulize the whole situation <laughs> right and 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 that is the way it is in our brain when the reality is they don't feel that way at all right right exactly they might have completely opposite thoughts and feelings but we have put thoughts and feelings into that situation that really weren't there mhm and and so what is the trick then to changing that perspective, Sheldon? I mean, seriously, because it's not <sighs> something that comes automatically, because automatically we kind of put these thoughts and feelings into it. How do we figure out the truth of it? You know, it talks about in the Bible, you shall
0: know the truth and the truth shall set you
1: free. So how do we how do we how do you find the truth? Find the truth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Rarely do we see things how they really are. We see it how we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so going back scripturally, it's like we see through a glass darkly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's only one being, at least in my my view, who doesn't have tainted glasses, and that is God, right? Mm-hmm. So the closer we get to God truly get closer to him, the clearer our views, the more we become like him, the more we can see things clearly. And don't get me wrong, there have been many uh, there are many instances through history. And I think it's easy to uh mistake that and actually warp that. Again, one of Satan's subtle deceptions where it's like people feel that they're following God when it's really an excuse for for prejudice and discrimination. And do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I think ultimately, ultimately, the closer we can align ourselves with with God, the clearer our views become.
1: I think you're right. I've never thought about it quite in that way before, but I think you're absolutely right. Because the closer we are to God, the more charitable we are. You know, he invites us to love all people. And if we're loving them, it's kind of hard to hate them. And hopefully we can then feel that love back towards us. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That, And I think that's another challenge in and of itself is not only viewing people through his eyes, which I actually pray for that every day. Help me to see people as you see them. Um, but then- <laughs> The challenge is none of us are perfect. And so we're going to have moments when we're, we react angrily or frustrated. (laughs) We're hangry sometimes, you know, (laughs) or whatever it is. Okay. So we can control our thoughts though. We're down to that, right?
0: (laughs) We're down to, I mean, I'm not saying that's easy. No. (laughs) because For me, it's not. I think for everybody, it's, you know, that's not, it's just not, let me just say that it's not. But that's what we have control over, right? I found that I just don't always have control over how I feel. But what I can do is I can disrupt those cycles of thoughts. And it's taken me so long to, and I still struggle with this, to realize when that needs to happen, right? Again, going back to the gap in the game, whenever I'm in this, you know, when I'm focused too much on like where I'm falling short, when I can turn that back to gratitude and the progress I've made, or on how Christ makes up all the difference, then my thoughts get better and I can can do something about it. Maybe the first step is actually to recognize it, right? You Mm -hmm. talked about how do we do that? Mm -hmm. And everybody's journey is different, but I think for myself, I've had to become a bit of a study, you know, tried to study like, a little bit of a like psychology minor you know <laughs> it's like yeah. trying to there there really are a lot of like incorrect thinking patterns that get in the way like catastrophizing like all or nothing thinking and and uh, you know i should do this i should do that and and you know there's a lot of incorrect thinking errors but i think for a lot of people just being able to learn what those are and recognize those in your thought patterns is probably a good first step to being able to kind of discern the fruit of the spirit, as I would call it, you know, whether it's, it's uplifting, it's bringing you happiness, joy, it's giving you energy, rather than it's making you depressed, it's making you feel like you can't, like you're not enough, and, and you'll never be enough, dang it, you know? What I mean? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I think you're right. Recognizing it is the first step. Second step would then be doing something to stop. The negative cycle and we've talked about several of those things. And then the feeling better naturally happens. Now if if mm-hmm. if you or someone you love has a chemical imbalance, please seek medical attention for something right. like severe depression because you may need something like that to help stabilize your mood. Or if you have bipolar tendencies, I mean there's a lot of yeah, mental it just, health challenges
0: out yeah, there, it so. just is very desire people ask for help. Do you know what I mean? Like too often we try and do everything again back to this isolation thing. It's like we we think if we can't fix it and do it ourselves then we're less than and we're broken. And that's just not the case. No man is an island. Like everybody who's ever done anything has been bu- built on the shoulders of giants. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so ask for help.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think when we pray f- and ask for help, God often sends friends or family members or people who love us, sometimes even complete strangers um, to help us, but we have to be willing to let them in. (laughs) Sometimes I'm sure God is up there going, I just sent that person to help you. And you're like, I'm fine. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, no. I just had them call you because you were praying and crying. You needed help. And then somebody calls you because I prompted them to, and you're like, I'm good. We're all great. I put up this facade. Like everything is dandy. I don't know if people say dandy anymore, but. (laughs) (laughs) But, Uh, you know, so watch for angels and watch for the answers to your prayers. Once you start asking for help and seeking for help, whether it be professional help um, or maybe you're just having a tough day you know, yeah. ask for help. And, and it comes in interesting ways.
0: One of my favorite books of all times, James Allen, as a man thinker. right. Mm. And he does, he throws out, it's pretty quick in his book, but I I've, I've thought about this a lot, this metaphor of our mind, our mind is like a garden, right. And we can't control, especially, I mean, kids are upbringing, like your garden plot to a lot of extent isn't always under your control your upbringing, maybe there were boulders thrown on it, you know, you had neighbors throwing trash, it's just like, you can't always control that. What you can do is is make decisions with what you've got. And a lot of us, again, I was talking about compulsive behavior, struggle with some specific noxious, painful weed that keeps coming back and back and we try and 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 we fail, you know what I mean, over and over again. And so there's a certain you know at that point hopefully we are wise enough to say hey i've tried to get rid of this this weed in my garden of my mind of my myself a thousand times and it's still prevalent right maybe it's time i ask for an expert to help me mm. and there's you get better you get stronger as you keep pulling weeds and you keep mm-hmm. you get better at identifying you know with help often with help of a professional gardener you know, I think the mas- the metaphor of the master gardener, right? Mm-hmm. But but particularly people who have been trained and specialized in this particular noxious weed or come in with an excavator to help dig out the rocks or-, or whatever it is, right? Right. And you you ask for help. And there's all these things. You get better at identifying, you know, someone helps you better identify the weed so you can get it when it's early rather than when it's like 10 feet tall and a thousand mm-hmm. pounds, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff like that. I think we have to be open to ask for help and to ask for, you know, maybe not even just a professional. It's just like, Hey, this is overwhelming neighbor, mom, dad, sibling. Can you, can you help me get my garden in tow? Right. Yeah. Like we have these things that bring us pain that, that bring us, that are troubling that we're trying to get rid of. And at the same time, going back to focusing on Christ just like a real garden, you you could never spend all your time weeding, right? Yeah. No, nothing will ever grow, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this is this balance of not only learning how and actually spending time to rip out the stuff that's causing you hurt and pain, but you have to spend time and focus, water, energy, sunlight, focus on the things you want to grow, mm. right? And so there's a certain amount of we were going what i was saying earlier it's like focusing on christ focusing on his gospel will help simply just push out some of the bad stuff right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is this give and take and pull of of spending time on growing what you want to grow but then you can't neglect weeding either it's like Mm -hmm. it's it's a really good metaphor it's like you do have to spend time you can't do either or you have to do both right
1: No, you're absolutely right. And I love gardening. I always do. And so I I am, I'm visualizing, you know, in the spring planting specific things. And if you plant like a cover crop, it's going to take over that area and nothing else is going to be able to grow because Mm -hmm. I specifically planted this thing and it's going to grow big and nothing else underneath is going to get sunlight. So it won't grow. So being very specific in what we want to plant and nourishing that plant. And I love that. So, and that's actually I think where hope comes into this is I w- instead of focusing on this problem that I have, this weed, mm-hmm. I want to now grow this part of my life and maybe it is I'm going to focus on learning everything I can about positive thinking or reading or listening to positive books, or I'm going to develop this hobby where I do woodworking or in my case, gardening in, in what little spare time I have or podcasting, (laughs) (laughs) you know, whatever it is, but that ends up taking up so much time that the weeds just don't have time or space to grow there because life is, busy with good things (laughs) i love that garden analogy
0: i mean it's it's kind of habit forming one-on-one in order to change something you, you can't just try and eliminate the thing you want to eliminate you have to replace it with something better
1: yeah and that would actually be a really good discussion with god or a loved one um hey i need a i want to develop a new habit or a new hobby um Help me, help me brainstorm some good ideas, you know, because, uh, once we start into a hobby, it gives us hope. Hey, look what I did. I learned to do this. And if I can do this, then maybe I can do something else a little bit harder, a little bit better. And so you're building yourself with positive things. It's good. I love that. (laughs) Wow. So. We have talked a lot about thoughts leading to actions. Um, I think we busted the myth that uh, Sheldon is perfect um, and that Tamara is perfect. I'm it,
0: anybody honest. who knows me doesn't think that. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but here, here's another thing that I think we need to talk about, and, and that is that we're all broken. And if you think somebody's perfect, you don't know them well enough yet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that God loves all of us. I think this is one of the lessons you mentioned that you learned is that um God loves all of us and can save all of us.
0: Uh I remember at one point uh having this conversation with God and saying basically like 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 why am I so weak, God? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like to one degree or another Big or small, I've struggled with just about everything, mm. right. Why am I so broken? And I didn't get a good answer in the moment, right, but years later, especially you know what I what I do now, I have the opportunity to to counsel a lot of people, especially youth, I found that my experience of feeling broken and with my different struggles has made me so much better of an empathetic listener and able to understand the struggles that, that, that people are going through. But the first time in my life a few years ago, I think I finally, I finally felt grateful <laughs> for, for my brokenness essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone, everyone's broken. Like the, the people who, who sometimes we think this is this unusual story that someone goes from rags to ridges, brokenness, terrible situation to rising above. But my argument is like, like that's why, right? Their garden, the crap that <laughs> they've gone through is the nutrient that has grown their, their garden, right? Mm. Like that is not, we need to quit looking at it as being I'm broken as less than, and like that is the obstacle is the way in essence right like we that is what helps us become better there's only one way to coast downhill right Uh (laughs) like hardship and stretching honestly is the only way to grow and somehow it's it's easy to see it in a lot of these metaphors but when it comes to our own life it's like no it's either playing and you know i'm a concert pianist playing at the
1: Carnegie Hall, Carnegie Hall
0: <laughs> or i shouldn't try at all do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and there's this it's like no 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 practicing is part of the process like failing is is just it's not really failing it's just it's, it's growth right mm-hmm. so once you can change the way you look at things the things you look at change and all of a sudden this feeling of being broken no that's experience that's growth that is mm-hmm. That's part of who you are to make you as wonderful a person as you are now, and you will become
1: mm-hmm. no, I love that and and God loves broken things because he loves yes. all of us, right. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be with us and stand by us through everything, and He loves you in your brokenness, <laughs> right
0: <laughs> Like God can save sinners he can save the weak he can save he can save all of us the only thing he can't save is is those who who choose not to right mm-hmm. i think we have this picture in the next life is like trying to convince god to let us into heaven <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's going to be exactly the opposite he's saying come come to me be like me Use my son's atonement to change you to want to be here. And ultimately, we are going to be where we want to be, right? Ultimately, God gives us what we want. Anyone who truly wants to put off sinful behaviors to follow Christ, whether this life or the next, he will give them an opportunity to do so. And then the ultimate sense of things like no one's gonna feel gypped. No one's gonna people are gonna be where they they where they what they want. So it's not it's less about what where we're at now and more about what we want and where we're going. Right. Mm-hmm. Too often we we measure ourselves by our relative distance to God. And we should throw that measuring stick away and just focus on where we're headed. And and maybe if we're gonna measure, measure backwards the things where we've made progress and the things where we've gotten better.
1: So Sheldon, you were just telling me um, that you have a special weapon that you use when you're especially discouraged, and it's it's some kind of playlist. Would you mind yeah. describing it to me? Because I think this would be a good idea for anyone to put together. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your playlist? Yeah. Well, your hope playlist. My hope playlist.
0: <laughs> I have this playlist that when I'm feeling particularly down or hopeless, you know what I mean? I just not feeling that connection to, you know, my higher purposes and and to God that I I will go back and and listen to. And I am happy to share that with anybody who's interested in what that is. Mm -hmm. A series of different talks and discussions and and things. But I find it very helpful that to have this plan of attack per se, right? Because I know myself, I mean I my ideal is to not feel like this ever again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah no you're right but realistically i know that there will be times when when i do so i think having that plan of like okay when i'm feeling this way these are the resources i go to to find find hope to feel better Mm,
1: i love that i love Okay, everybody out there, you have to make a hope playlist. That's your assignment (laughs) for the next week. Start thinking of things that you've either listened to. It could be music. It could be talks. uh, It could be TED Talks. Maybe there's some motivational videos that have been very uh, impressionable to you that you've seen through the years. Make a list of those. Link them and maybe put them in a document either on your phone. You can make a... Uh, reminder list and just put it somewhere that you can access it so that on those dark days you have your hope playlist that you yeah. can turn to and, and hopefully some of the people so hopefully there's people on your hope playlist too that when i'm discouraged it's good to reach out to this friend of mine because she's always
0: so positive
1: you know right. maybe there's right. people involved in that playlist or hack yeah. list or whatever yeah, hack- hope hack right. list.
0: Right. <laughs> right i really like that. i've never thought of it until you described it like that as a hope playlist but basically yeah. it's like your plan of you know these in particular are, are like discussions and talks and music and stuff like that but it, it, it needs to be more than that really like you're saying it's like these are the things it's like when I'm feeling particularly and I think a lot of us do that it's like they have this this person that they they lean on and like when, when times are hard you group together community mm-hmm. so yeah a hope playlist a hope plan
1: yeah I love it Okay. All right, before we go, would you mind sharing us with us your favorite Bible verse? I know you've shared a whole bunch so far, <laughs> but share with us a Bible verse and then how people can contact you after the show?
0: Yeah, um, I think that's probably a lot of people's favorite verses john eight thirty two you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free hmm. uh, going back to our discussion about seeing truth, right things as they really are, how they really were, how they really will be. At least that's how I like to define truth, right? Um, God is the only one who sees it all perfectly, right? And as I seek for truth, I, I think truth resonates with us. It doesn't matter where it comes from. If it's truth it's true. You know what I mean? So whether it's it's from scripture, whether it's a, a TED Talk, whether it's a, a good book, like the truth resonates and I want to be a seeker of truth, <laughs> a pusher of truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my yeah. favorite verse.
1: Well, and and this ties perfectly into your podcast. Tell us a little bit about idea, Jim. And obviously your contact information is re- with regards yeah, to that. Yeah. So.
0: Tamara was on our show. So you got to check out her podcast because it was amazing. Her, her episode. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, go to ideagym.info, uh, through the podcast, you can contact me or, or my email as well, which is Sheldon at ideagym.info. So, and if anybody wants to reach out, I, you know, again, I am not the guru. I probably don't have a good answer, but I'm really good at finding, pointing people to, to others who who are more knowledgeable and better than I am. That's very wise.
1: And before we go, you have an amazing free offer that you want to offer the listeners of my show. So why don't you tell me about it?
0: Yeah, yeah. As we, uh, we know, you're a big Ben Hardy fan. We're a big Ben Hardy fan. And his latest book that just came out, like, I think we talked about it Yeah, yes. several times during this one, mm-hmm. The Gap in the Gain, which has been, for me, just amazing. Actually, uh, the audio version, <laughs> just FYI, there's like two and a half hours of audio conversation between the two authors so ben hardy and dan sullivan so which i'm loving that but if you want to but what happened is we we got a lot of these kindle versions of the book when it was on sale for 99 cents and so we we bought a whole bunch of extra ones and are giving those away so anybody who goes to our website ideagym.info It's just an email. Long story short, you can get it for free, a Kindle version of The Gap and the Gain. And I think you'll love it, especially if this episode resonated with you about, you know, trying to find happiness in in our growth and progress rather than focusing on where we're falling short.
1: Oh, that is such an amazing offer that you have. And we'll also put that in the show notes. So you can get a free Kindle version of that. Well, thank you so much, Sheldon, for coming on the podcast or busting the myth that, you know, there's perfect people out there because there really aren't and that we're all broken, but that God loves us in our brokenness and that
0: we can improve. Amen to that.
1: Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website storiesofhopepodcast.com. There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember God loves you.